On this episode of The Playbook, I have Nick Chubb, the superstar running back for the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to talk about the differences between college and pro football and his approach to leading by example. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I am so excited because I have a Cleveland Brown, one of my favorite teams, and their star running back, Nick Chubb. Welcome to The Playbook, buddy. What's up? All right, we're sitting here in Cleveland, and I'm thinking to myself, if I could have been anything, and I live an extraordinary life. I always feel blessed. I'm a very positive person like you, a very thankful person, but I wanted to be a running back for the Browns. And... (laughs) Unfortunately, and fortunately, only very few people mm. from Jim Brown on have gotten that honor to me. And you are on the upswing of the Browns. Played at Georgia, number one, in my opinion, valued running back coming out 2018. Lots of pressure. How have you learned throughout your career? Because you've been a five-star, you know, elite, recruited back into college, out of college. How do you deal with pressure? Well, for me, um, like we say in Georgia, uh, pressure is a privilege. And so, man, I look forward to it. I'm excited about it. It gets me going. And I know that there's pressure. So in the offseason, I go home and I train. I don't really, you know, go to too many vacations. I train. I know what's coming for me next. Having the bulls out, you know, on my chest. Uh, Being the star running back for the Cleveland Browns, like you said, it's an honor. But at Georgia, I wouldn't know anything about Cleveland. I had no idea. (laughs) Which may not have been a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't. I was just, you know, just kind of stuck on Georgia. But first day I get here, First thing they tell me is that Jim Brown is the best Cleveland Brown to ever come to Cleveland. So that's the first thing I learned here, and he was a running back too. So then I felt more pressure. Oh, man, I got to walk in this man, you know, shadow. But it's been fun. I've I've enjoyed all of it. I'm happy to be here. That's great. No, I love the fact that you went to college and the lessons you said here when I was Georgia, pressure is a privilege. What other lessons have you learned either from going to school at Georgia, which is an extraordinary program, obviously, uh, but even before that, from your family, which has a great heritage, are there certain sayings or lessons besides pressure or privilege that come to mind when you're thinking about the success that you're already having? Yeah, for the most part, it's just always been, if you want something, um, just work for it. Just work as hard as you can. And uh, from as far as where I've been, you know, it's always worked out for me. And me, me just grinding and working. I've, I've always had success just from that. And that's, that's what kind of made me who I am. I've always worked and worked and worked, and with that came success. So I've never kind of steered away from that. That's kind of been my, my method and of what I do, just, just keep working hard and everything work out in your favor. Do you think, you know, looking at the heritage of your family, there's, uh, most people don't know, Chubtown, right, which is in northern Georgia, mm-hmm. and it was a place that actually had freed slaves, and it created a community of free people during a very oppressive time. Yeah. And yet your family literally founded Chubtown. Your family, I believe in an unconscious competency, you know, there's a certain genetic makeup that you just were born into this feeling of responsibility, hard work, all the things and dedication that that legacy has provided you. In fact, I think one of your long-term goals is to revive Chubtown mm-hmm. and even gain notoriety and awareness for it because it meant so much, not only to your family, but more important to our country. I mean, those are the types of things that made our country 
free, made our country equal, or at least striving to be equal the best that we can. Yeah. I know hopefully someday we'll be there, but yeah. we got to pursue it. But I think that's really important. Do you ever feel like when you were young that there was just something special about you? And I, I hear it from a lot of athletes. Yeah, I definitely think so. And as a young kid, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you that because I, <laughs> I just didn't know. I was just running and playing with my friends. But uh, yeah, I think after a while, I started to realize there was something different you know, within me. And my mom, she always told me that, but I just thought she was being like a, a mom, you know, just a higher figure, just encouraging me to keep, you know, striving and keep getting better. But I think uh, coming to high school, that's when I realized I was different from everyone else, just because I was super strong. You know, I was, um, you know, super fast, super fa fast than everyone else, <laughs> to say the least. And then, um, I don't know, it's just my, my, my mindset was different. I didn't care about, you know, going out, hanging out, you know, drinking, partying. I was just, I wanted to get better. I wanted to work. And in, in high school, I thought that was how all D1 guys were, all five stars were. We wish. Yes. <laughs> and I get to college and I see that I'm still different. You know, the guys still want to go out and do other things while I'm just wanting to hang out uh, at home or working out, running, grinding, getting better. So I think after seeing um, going to college and seeing more five star D1 guys, that's when I really realized that it was something different about me. You know, it's interesting because last time I was in Cleveland, I was with another Brown who's not here anymore. And there's a lot of gold change. There's exotic cars. There's, like you said, even at this level now, right? You go from high school to college, even in the pros, it's hard to keep guys focused. Yeah. And I try to tell them, you know, the subtleties of success, there's a reason that guys like Jerry Rice and Warren Moon and, you know, these guys are successful, even though they came from smaller programs, you know, out of high school and college, you may have not thought they would be like a Nick Chubb, you know, mm -hmm. number one recruited running back, but they had character, but they beyond the character of hard work, smart work and long work, you know, willing to do it for a long time. You have a humility about you. You don't have flashy gold chains, you don't have fancy cars, you know, you literally are a blue collar type of guy that fits in, in, in Cleveland because you're here to win and to be the best that you can be. Where does that humility come from where you don't get, because I've been a victim. I made a lot of money out of law school and I was a victim of myself, right? I was a Midwestern kid from Akron, Ohio, and I lost that and started doing stupid stuff yeah. with Ferraris and houses and golf courses and stuff. Yeah. How do you stay humble? Because you're under way more pressure than I was when I made my money. Man, for me, it's just, it's just who I am. I, have, I don't have an answer for it because- Good, hurt my feelings. That wasn't who I am. <laughs> Hear that, he knows better. It's in his character. See, I gave up. Forget it. No, I mean, I, I mean it, you, got, you got to enjoy your life. You yeah. know? I'm sure you learned a lot from that too. But I mean, for me, I just, I just don't care for stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, it's just- And so, what do you care about? Hmm. I care about winning. I care about just being the best person I can be. And on the field and off the field, that's pretty much, and my family, that's pretty much it. And your family, are they now coming to the games here in Cleveland? Or are they? They come to every game. Every game, yeah. for sure. I need them there. What, throughout, you've had a lot of success at a young age and obviously still young. Mm -hmm. What's been your biggest challenge? From what? Just from like an injury or getting cut sometime? Or was there any time that you felt like, whoa, this dream's not happening for me? Or has it just been, which is a rarity, man. Just, I work hard, so it works out for me. Yeah, so um, I definitely, I've had a crucial injury, a very severe injury in college my sophomore year, which I tore everything in my knee but my ACL. So that was like kind of a, like a, whoa, you know, injuries do happen, you know, it's, it's not, not just gonna be a perfect, perfect, perfect world, perfect dream. 
So that set me back a little bit just from mindset of, you know, three years, go to the NFL, things like that. Kind of kind of changed my course. So I understand my senior year and which I think worked out good because we were very good that year. Went to the national championship, ended yeah. up losing. But, you know, it still still made me a better player. And I think going to the draft, that kind of like was a little challenge for me too, because coming out, coming into like my freshman, you know, sophomore, junior year, college I was like going to be first round pick. And after my senior year, you know, I wasn't really hearing my name talked about. And everybody was talking about, you know, other guys like, you know, Barkley, guys, even, I was starting running back on my team, but they're yeah. talking about Sonny Michelle more than me. So that, that was, <laughs> and that was kind of like, all right. And I, Welcome to the world yeah. of agentry and media, right? Yeah, so that's when I was like, man, it's back to work. And that's when I went back to work. It's kept grinding. I knew things would work out for me. And they, and they did. You know, as far as keeping that perspective too, you know, right now as a pro, you guys started off your, your season and, you know, I think you have unlimited potential. Obviously, I'm biased, but, you know, you're going to lose games. Yeah. There's only been a very few teams ever to win every game all the way through the Super Bowl. In fact, there's only been one. And even the great New England team lost in the playoffs to the mm-hmm. Giants, as you know. Um, how do you share? Because, you know, if I'm a coach, I want everyone to have Nick Chubb's attitude and perspective, right? I want everyone to be focused in on winning, to do not just focus in on it, but actually live the life that requires, you know, what it takes to win. How do you as a young leader, right? You're in a, in a ball club. You got a big quarterback who's also a leader, who's young. You're young. You know, how do you guys take control and build a culture that has really been the collective culture of Cleveland, in my opinion, has been the problem since Bernie Kosar, right? We, we got to have everybody on the same page as you. Are you taking uh, any accountability for trying to be a leader or just doing what you do and, and letting you lead by example? It's a little bit of both. So for me right now, it's definitely more about an example. It's just going out there every day and attacking practice and attacking meetings and um, finishing my runs and, you know, going hard every snap. So for me, it's more of an example. You know, I, I need to get to that point where I'm speaking up. Now, I do I do sometimes feel compelled to speak up and say certain things, but I'm just, I'm just not there yet, I guess. So it's going to come, though. It's, and hopefully it'll come sooner than later. The interviews like these will be good practice for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, um, give me warmed up to it. Exactly. I'll, I'll give you some coaching on it, man, because I, <laughs> I need the Browns to win. Uh, no, man, we all do. Good, good. Um, you know, each level of football, you know, I was blessed to be able to play college football, not blessed to play past that. Mm-hmm. You know, you could look at us and understand why. <laughs> I think you're a little faster and stronger. Um, but more importantly, every level gets a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest difference between, you know, playing in that national championship game against, you know, that unbelievable team compared to being in the NFL, where I assume there's a whole different aspect to it, even though you're playing the best team in the college realm, you know, even the worst team in the NFL has to have some difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's different. In college, you know, I played at Georgia, so we were, you know, very, very good. So uh, week in, week, week out, you know, it was you, you kind of have off weeks. I don't, I don't like saying that because, right. you know, you want to approach it in the same way. You past certain schools. Yeah, like no matter, even teams when the SEC, like uh, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, man, we knew we were going to beat them bad, you know? Yeah. So, but you don't want to look at it like that. But NFL, you can play the worst team, well, supposedly the worst team, but they have, everyone on, everyone on that team is very good. And if you're, if you're in the NFL, I mean, you're not, you're not a bad person. You're one of the best in the world. And so we know that. So every, every game is like, national championship game in college, like it's a big deal. And it's a, 
a lot of great people on the field at one time. And off the field. Yeah. Right? I mean, your cousin is on the practice squad and in college, he was incredible. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's even off, yeah, people are like, yeah. like off the field, there's guys that. I've seen it. It's plenty of guys who started on, on my Georgia team who are like on practice squads now are not even playing anywhere. And they were like, to me, we're really good in college. And so it's just a different level of in the, in the NFL. Now, football's not forever, especially as a running back. And, you know, I executive coach C.J. Anderson, who got laid off, you know, two different teams and ended up with the Rams and with your work ethic and attitude, ended up doing extraordinary well. Now he's with the Lions. When are you going to start preparing for the rest of your life? Meaning, is there things that you're doing now to learn about business, about media training? Or are you strictly, hey, I'm 23 years old. I'm completely focused on winning the Super Bowl for Cleveland. And when I'm done playing, I'll figure it out, but I'm gonna save enough money to make sure I got that opportunity. What's your strategy? Yeah, so right now I'm just I'm just saving. I'm just saving all my money yeah. and keeping it, you know, just keeping it and not spending on anything crazy. But for after football, I don't know. That's 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 a, that's a good question because I mean it can come any at any moment. I can be done playing. So that's that's a tough part about it. So for me, I'm just saving all my money. I know when I'm done, I want to go on some type of business. I'm not sure what, but more of an entrepreneur side. I could come see your favorite yeah, business I need, coach. I need man. to come see you. Come see <laughs> I you. I went out of agent training to business coaching so I could help people make money instead of losing yeah, take I, their money. I want to make just make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you have the same work ethic, so <laughs> that will definitely work. Um, speaking of which, on that side, you know, money has some great power, and, and it can be if you shop for the wrong things or real detriment, as you've seen from some of the people that have been around you in college and the pros. Was there anything that you wanted when you, you know, you didn't, you came from humble beginnings when you made, you know, your guaranteed money. Was there anything that you bought yourself or your mom or, or somebody that, you know, that was the one thing you're going to spend it on and then you're saving the rest or, you know, what, what was kind of your perspective when you signed that big deal? Yeah, and it's, it's definitely an incredible moment. Uh, just because going from draft day to just being, you know, basically poor. <laughs> looking, at, looking at money now, like right. basically, yeah, you're poor. Until overnight. That, yeah, until that overnight till uh, you know, sign your, you know, signing bonus and it hits your account and you see how much money you have. And it's, it, I can't even like explain, put into words that feeling just seeing all those numbers. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I, just, I hope everybody feels that feeling. I, I used to <laughs> literally take a screenshot of my, of my balance yeah. there and I was like, oh my God. Yes. Go, this is a kid I had a two bedroom apartment by Lawson's in Akron, Ohio, by where LeBron grew up. Yeah. And I like showed it to my mom. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, for oh, real. Thank you. What this, can I buy you? This, this is a wonderful feeling. Yeah. So for me, I had to get my mom a car. Nice. I haven't got her house yet. She has she has a nice house right now. So I got her a car and I mean now I just save them. Just put it all in the bank. Keep saving, man. And let yeah. people pay for things for you. Yeah. I'm teaching you, if you're out there, it's okay <laughs> to ask for help. If people want your company, you're a big deal. Mm-hmm. Use it to your advantage. I tell people, same with investing. You're going to be attacked by a bunch of people for investments. I want this for entrepreneurs. If you're an athlete out there, I don't understand why initially you would ever give your money into a deal. I, I understand, hey, you want me to be involved. You want to use my name, my brand yeah. with the deal. Give me some stock. And give me some options at a discount for if the company's successful, you know, like a vitamin water or, you know, body armor or some of these, mm-hmm. I would take free stock and then have the opportunity to invest after I know everything yeah. going on in the mm-hmm. business, the success of it at a discount. Mm-hmm. So there's your second business coaching lesson. You got two there and keep saving your money is number three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're so young. 
you know, do you think, and I, people have problems attaching to an outcome. And as a running back, it, you know, it's not like alignment. You know, statistically, you know, yeah. if you're number one pick as a lineman, uh, offensive lineman especially, most likely you're as secure as an accountant. Right? Oh, yeah. you, you got a good career coming. But as a running back, like you said, it, you know, it, it ain't happening. But do you see yourself, because you, you are a visionary, like how many years, if you stayed healthy, you, you'd want to keep on playing? I'm not sure either. I know um, that's something I always thought about because it is it's guys who in the NFL like Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, they keep playing. I'm like, what? Why do they keep playing? Because they they play and you know, had successful careers, but those guys keep playing. I start thinking to myself like, am I gonna be the guys who just love football? I love it, but is there a certain point where I'm gonna come to it like you know I'm done, or do I want to keep playing like those guys? So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I'll see what they're seeing and want to keep playing. Yeah, but if not, I wouldn't mind you know one day just saying, all right, I done what I want to do. Time for me to move on. All right, the toughest question you don't have to answer you one, but I've been in you know sports so many years and I love asking it is, and it, we won't let the management of the Browns do this, <laughs> but you, you don't have to answer it. But is playing in the NFL so awesome that you would play for free? <laughs> you don't have to answer it. <laughs> I just, I always, I always, I because I, you know every guy out there like yeah. me, a frustrated weekender is sitting there going, I play for, I actually told no. the Padres that I'd pay him $2 million if they let me play second base for them this year. And they would still, I guarantee, end up in the same place <laughs> as they did last year, which was last place. Yeah. I'm like, just do, you're paying that guy $2 million, I'll pay you, get a That's $4 million dollar fold and mm -hmm. still come in last place. Right? I could play second base. They, they should definitely take that. I thought so. You well, listening? Why would you not take Can that? Can you be my agent? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to make you answer that. Your face was great, though. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the thing about it, like, I think, you know, because I sacrificed so much in high school and college, I mean, it's time to get paid. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm glad you said that. That's awesome. A man who I say get activity you get paid for and playing professional sports. You could be like Marcellus Wiley when someone asks you that question. He has my favorite answer. He said, oh, I'll play football for, you know, for free. But it's, they're going to pay me to do all the other stuff, like talk to idiots like you on this interview, <laughs> sign autographs after the game, yeah. let them bother me when I'm having dinner. So you can answer that question. Yeah, yeah of course I'll play for free, but all the other stuff yeah, I have I mean, to do, like practice, yeah. go to the training room, watch film, yeah, right, watch more. film, yeah. have people screaming at me all the mm -hmm. time. Oh my God, Nick. Mm -hmm. All right, last question. With Chubtown and what you're doing, you know, really building a legacy, looking way out now, what would you like your legacy to be when, you know, other people come in here when you're as old as Jim Brown? What do you want them to say? Just like they say about Jim Brown, what would you like the, the Cleveland Browns to say about Nick Chubb? Uh, I mean, he's just uh, a guy that attacked the day every day and he gave it his all. He gave 100 percent of everything he had. He left it all on the line and very respectable guy who worked hard. So. And you are, man. And I just. I'm so grateful that you took the time. This is during practice. Most professional athletes, you know, they don't do this for other people. And you were just so gracious about, hey, I do want to share my story so I can inspire some other people to work hard and do the right things and be kind and humble. And that's what you are. And I really appreciate you coming on the playbook. Uh, thanks for having me. You're I awesome. enjoyed it. Yep.